My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. This is the state of sustainable packaging for March 2022. My name is Michael Markarian with Contempo Packaging. And I'm excited to talk to you today about the trends, the things I want you guys to all know about anyone who's aligned on this journey of making sustainable packaging the norm. It's been an action-packed month plus since last coming on the podcast, but I've committed to getting you two episodes a month, and I've been traveling, I've been out of the office quite a bit, so I'm going to give you this state of sustainable packaging for March, and then we're going to do two episodes in April surrounding the cannabis industry and how to make packaging more sustainable in the cannabis industry. So what's going on in the state of sustainable packaging? One of the things that you'll see more and more that I want to be clear about, because I believe this is incredibly important to sustainable packaging becoming the norm, and it's understanding the concept of end of life What is end of life? End of life in simple terms is where the packaging is going at the end. So the end of its life, where does it go? And there's three main sources for end of life. You have recycling, you have composting, and you have landfill. Three main sources of end of life. Consumers today are more interested in sustainable packaging than ever before. Large percentages of consumers, based on multiple studies, are saying they'll pay more for sustainable packaging. Now, how much more is the question? But the fact that they care is, you can't really debate that nowadays. As I was saying to some colleagues recently, no one, people care for in varying degrees. Some people will really go above and beyond to make sure they they purchase only products that are in sustainable packaging. However, no one's saying, I, I love seeing plastic in the oceans. I don't, you know, n- no one's saying that. So everyone cares to a degree. And in order to really capitalize, or not capitalize, that's probably the wrong word, but in order to be up to date with this trend, consumers care. The next thing that consumers are really going to care about is not just what it's made of, but what do I do with it at the end of life? So we need to educate consumers on the three main end-of-life scenarios said differently, how to properly dispose of the packaging. So I'm going to dive into each of the three of these and give you a little bit of context, and hopefully you'll be able to communicate this information on your packaging or through videos to clearly communicate the end of life. Now, how to recycle and how to compost um, have made some major advancements in this area of saying, here's what you're supposed to do with the packaging. I think I think that's been very positive. But I want us to go even deeper and be, be totally clear what the consumer should do. So three main end of life. So let's start with recycling. 
within recycling, there's quite a bit to unpack. Um, there's a lot happening in the world of recycling. There's this idea that you're seeing more and more of that we should be aware of, which is check locally before recycling, not recyclable in all communities. These types of disclaimers as we dig deeper, which I think is healthy, into what is actually recyclable. What is actually recyclable? Just because it's made out of a plastic material doesn't mean necessarily it is recyclable. There's different kinds of plastics. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that there's different kinds of plastics. What I see that I used to really bother me was number seven plastics being called recyclable with chasing arrows. And these were sometimes bioplastics. I'm saying, wait a minute, this is recyclable? Yeah, it's recyclable. Number seven, recyclable. Well, it's really not recyclable in the traditional blue bin. Maybe if you create a separate bin that only captured those plant-based plastics or had some, you know, it's very manipulative and misleading. So when we talk about recycling, my main points are number one, actually have it be recyclable. And I think brands are going to get more and more savvy to the fact that they can't be doing this kind of stuff anymore. Putting a chasing arrows on a number seven plant-based plastic is a big mistake because you know what you're going to do? You're going to have people putting that in the blue bin and they're going to be totally confused. They're going to say, oh, I thought this was industrial compostable, but it's also recyclable. Well, I'm not in an industrial composting area, so let me throw it in my blue bin. But really, they're now wreaking havoc on the quality of the recycled material because recycling 101 is we're not helping the planet when we drop the package in the blue bin, what I used to call the magic blue bin. We're helping the planet when that is turned into a new product that is only turned into a new product if if there's a clean product, a clean recycled product that someone's going to want to buy to turn into a new product. This is a business in case you don't. Um, in case you're not aware of that. So that's recycling. You guys know recycling, but uh, and, and you've seen companies like TerraCycle reinventing recycling, saying, hey, if it can't be easily recycled in the blue bin, we have a plan B for you. We have a solution. And there's these alternative programs we've talked about on the show, alternative recycling programs. So that's recycling. The next end of life is composting. And within composting, we're going to make a, a little tree or a little, uh, uh, we're going to, we'll call it a stem or a tree, whatever you want to call it. And you got home composting to the left and industrial composting to the right. Often from the companies I've talked to, and, we're, and we work with many of the biggest brands in the world at Contempo and also many of the true cutting edge innovators in material science, sustainable material science. What I've gathered is that the difference between home composting and industrial composting, often it's it's the same polymer. Um, and there's obvious caveats for people who are seasoned, and I know these things, but I try to make it simple on the show. It's the same polymer in many cases. However, it's just a matter of can that product break down in a short enough period of time okay because in the home compost versus the industrial compost the product 
there's different levels of heat and there's different levels of moisture. Obviously, it's easier to break something down in an industrial composting site, which uses lots of technology and lots of resources to break things down as opposed to your neighborhood compost or your local backyard compost. Okay. So that was something I learned. And often it's the same material and this analogy that if you took a, a tree versus you take a little stick, the tree, it's both the same. It's both wood, the same stuff, but the tree is going to break down slower, right? Because it's, it's thicker. It takes longer to break down versus the stick might break down very quickly. So the stick might pass your home compost test in this analogy, but the tree wouldn't pass home compost, but perhaps it would put, it would pass industrial compost, but they're both the same material. So you see a lot of whether it's PHAs or PLAs or different uh, bioplastics, biopolymers, it's the same stuff, but maybe a uh, vac form will break down, whereas a thick injection molded piece will not break down fast enough to be uh, home compostable. Okay. These are some generalizations. I fully understand, ladies and gentlemen, that there are certain even flexible packages that are not home compostable, but industrial compostable. Okay. I understand this stuff. I just try to keep it simple for our audience. Okay. Because there's some beginners and some advanced people. So we can't be so ivory tower in the world of sustainability that we're talking about all these abstract concepts because we need millions of people to understand what's going on to make a change. For sustainable packaging to become the norm, which is the mission here at Contemple Packaging and on the Sustainable Packaging Show, the norm means billions of people will need to understand these concepts, okay? So let's tone it down a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. The third one, the third end-of-life scenario is landfill. And people don't like talking about landfill, but I think it's powerful to talk about the landfill. In in a world of brands that say things like, by 20 such and such, we will have no material going to the landfill. It's not appealing. It's not marketable to talk about the landfill. However, I think the consumer is becoming more and more well-versed in these topics. Every single day that passes, the consumer becomes more and more well-versed. And what I want to argue or what I want to plant a seed is a better term than argue. I'm not here to argue with you on the sustainable packaging show. What I want to plant the seed of is that by being authentic and transparent, uh, that can be a powerful moment for your brand. I was in Colorado and I saw a nice poster that I never thought I would see. Um, but it said it was about recycling and it said, when in doubt, throw it out. It was actually in a ski resort. When in doubt, throw it out. And it was a recycling poster. I'm saying, what, what's going on here? This is this is almost more honest than anything I've ever seen in this world of sustainable packaging or sustainability. When in doubt, throw it out. It sounds much better to say, it's all recyclable, throw it in the blue bin, and we live in this wonderful uh, closed loop, and it's zero waste, and look how beautiful it is. But that's not happening. So... If we can authentically start talking to consumers, respect the consumer, talk to the consumer honestly, and say things like, this part of your pack of this package 
is not recyclable. Throw it in the trash. Throw that part in the trash. The, this part is recyclable. Recycle that in the blue bin, but make sure that piece gets thrown in the trash. Now you say, I could never say that. I could never say that to my consumers. The seed I want to plant to you is that your consumers are becoming more educated. They're becoming more savvy. And this can be motivation for you to move to more sustainable options. I, I'm all for that. If you want that to be fuel and mo motivation. But if you're using something that's not fully sustainable, then and, and that piece belongs in the landfill, it's worth saying, put it in the landfill. Because the alternative is that the consumer is going to get more educated and then see that you weren't really being transparent versus if you're the one to actually educate them. And as they become more interested in these topics, more passionate, more concerned in these topics, my hope, my thought is that consumers will begin to say that brand was being honest with me. A great example is, you know, pump bottles, soap bottles. Um, those nozzles are not widely recyclable or recyclable at all. There's many components in them. There's springs in some of them, uh, face creams and different things like that, you know, face lotion and uh, <laughs> uh, cleansing lotion, whatever the heck you use, okay? Those pumps are not widely recyclable. Now, TerraCycle might be able to recycle them or alternative recycling streams, as I call them, but mainstream blue bin, you shouldn't recycle them. So if you take a bottle of Windex and you just toss the bottle in the blue bin, you're actually doing a disservice because there's all sorts of things in there that are not recyclable. You should reuse or, let me say it, landfill, landfill that nozzle and then recycle the blue bottle. Or you could use that bottle for something else. That's even better. The reusable, right? Use it to use this as a spray bottle for your plants or for whatever else you want to do. But if you don't need one to spray your plants, Throw the nozzle in the trash, recycle the base, okay? So that's sort of authentic, uh, being authentic with the customer about the end of life, I think could be a trend and I think could be something that you should consider because that's the way of the future and that's what we are eventually going to get to. So let's get there now. All right, so that's this month's State of Sustainable Packaging. It's a late night episode that I'm recording right now, but I wanted to get you guys something because I had made this commitment to get something to you every month this year. And I'm hoping that over these 12 episodes, I'm covering all the important topics so that, you know, even if you're an, a rookie and you're just sort of interested in sustainable packaging and you don't really know too much, I want to give you that base foundation so you can join the tribe, join the, whatever you want to call it, join the, join the movement, join the, join the tribe, we'll call it, to make sustainable packaging the norm. We're going to need millions and billions of people to do this. So one person at a time is how we're going to build this. All right. So if you're interested in working with Contempo Packaging, reach out. Wow. W-O-W at ContempoPackaging.com. Contempo is my family business. We started in the fashion industry, jewelry industry. My mom and dad were in the jewelry industry, and then they moved to the jewelry packaging industry. And then my brother and I built out a cannabis packaging business along with our team. And 
now we're selling packaging not just to the cannabis industry but all industries that are sustainable and actually good for the planet it's an amazing journey and an amazing ride that we're on if you want to work at contemple packaging email jobs at contemplepackaging.com and just say i listen to the podcast and i would love to help you guys make sustainable packaging the norm we are looking for great people we're scaling we're growing and we're in need of great people that are passionate as passionate as the current team and as passionate as we are about making sustainable packaging the norm. You know, this stuff isn't easy. It's it's really, um, it's not easy, but it's worth it. It's the, it's the unique opportunity where every day you go to work and you're doing work that really matters on, on the big stage. I mean, every job, there's, there's value in every job. I'm a believer of that, but not every job are you solving arguably the most pressing problem that is on the minds of, of every person, which are environmental issues. And in the world of environmentalism, packaging, packaging is the one that most closely touches or is most closely, is, is most readily available or visible. It's the most immediate example that you see on a daily basis many many times where we could be more sustainable and where we sometimes are not being sustainable so this is an immensely important work that we're doing and uh and we'd love for you to join us okay wow at contemplopackaging.com if you want to work with us jobs at contemplopackaging.com if you want to work on our team and that's about it okay thanks for listening to the sustainable packaging show podcast hope you enjoyed this state of sustainable packaging for march 2022 we'll see you on the april episode take good care thanks